Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 world. Welcome to an awesome new week with The Breakdown, hosted by Miss Sharifa Hardy and myself, Marvin Showtime Williams. Hello, Sharifa. Hey. How are you doing, Sharifa? I'm doing good. How are you, Showtime? I'm actually, you know, a lot of times people say they're doing good, and they are doing Uh good, but today I'm actually... Like, really pleased because um, some meetings that I had went very, very well, and that's exactly mm-hmm. how we like to push stuff forward. So I'm actually mm-hmm. um, ecstatic. And normally you don't get to start off Mondays, at least for me, like, you know, mm-hmm. with a big boom. I normally, I normally schedule, like, you know, really important meetings to me later on in the week when I feel like I got some good momentum. I'm waking up on time. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. getting places at the correct time. Monday is a hard mm-hmm. day for me you know, mm-hmm. and um, to, to pack up, like, you know, two very important meetings that have been taking, like, you know, about a month and a half, two months to put together on a Monday, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then they go very, very, very well, um, is, and, and, like, you know, it's, like, career well, you know, like, when you, when you put something together, then, like, the career is going to benefit, that's mm-hmm. what happened today, so it's kind of, like, um, very exciting, very good for everything that we touch and you can't really hate that. So today, this Monday has just been awesome, and hopefully there's more Mondays like it. I'm kind of like, well, maybe I should schedule more stuff. Maybe there's like a renewed energy that we have on Mondays that we don't really admit that we have because it's always mm-hmm. normally but humbug is Monday. But maybe, mm-hmm. you know, there's something to that, that renewed spirit that's kind of like, you know, I don't know, maybe we getting a jump start on a week like that is also very important, you know. So today was definitely not a monotone, you know, um, just, you know, uh, pretty much mundane type of Monday for me. It was it was it was high energy and it was kind of like where do we go from here? Friday might be mundane and and monotone and 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 tiring and fatigued, but at least today I feel I feel some energy. I see. I see. You got a lot of energy today. I actually love Monday. Mm-hmm. Mondays is probably one of my yeah, most yeah. favorite days. You know, because over yeah. the weekend on Saturday and Sunday. You know, I'm used to the hustle and the bustle, the the fast pace of, you know, Monday through Friday. So on Saturdays right. and especially Sundays when it's like, you know, I still have stuff to do, but it's not as busy. Then I'm like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. you know, I can't make all the business calls, can't do all the different things I need to do. There aren't shows, you know, so it's a little slower for me. So I'm like up mm-hmm. Monday morning, like, let, yes, go, let's go, you know, start the week off. No, so I'm excited. Well, I love that, and and here we are. With the, what I don't even know what episode this is, um, mm-hmm. but I'm very proud of also the breakdown because the breakdown has lived through a lot of talk, y'all. You know when people talk about doing something and they mm-hmm. talk about it, and then they talk mm-hmm. about it again, and then they talk about mm-hmm. it so much they say, "Remember that discussion we had last year about that thing we were going to right. do?" And then right. five years from now, remember my idea? And you're like, "No, nah, it was my idea. No, your idea. Okay, wait. Ten years ago we had this idea. Remember?" Let's start it now. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh-uh, not, not on this one, y'all. This one went from the idea turned into into a product and a commodity uh, all within, like, the same interview on the Ask Sharif show. So mm-hmm. now we have this, and it's rolling. So um, I like it. I like, I, li- I like a lot of things that are going on right now. I like this show a lot. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's I like cool. it. I like it how it's building momentum. Well, I hate it, too. 
I can I'm not can I can hate it too. I'm gonna tell you you know why I hate it? This is why I hate it. Because you can't go to the club? No, not you know, I'm not even that dude. Well, I hate it because I'm very big on editing and effects. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this kind of I I don't know, this and I'm not hated for it doing anything to like what I'm doing in post production. It's because when I talk to you for an hour, I get excited on all the things that we're doing with the breakdown. You see what I'm saying? So then when I go mm-hmm. into like edit mode, I'm still thinking of the breakdown, right? But mm-hmm. we have to do post-production too. And I love post-production to death. So it kind of like, it kind of catches me in a catch frame too. Like, okay, all these great and awesome ideas. And you know, like we're doers, so we like to accomplish, you know? And then, but at mm-hmm. the same time, I got to pull the trigger and say, okay, now it's time to knock out the effects and do what we got to do because, you know, I'm a big fan of film. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the weird part about it is the reason why, you know, I personally want to do the show around this time was I always am like in my head, like, oh, this is afternoon for me. Nine, ten o'clock is like the afternoon for me. And I'm normally gearing up to start working throughout the night, you know. So it's mm-hmm. just this weirdest mm-hmm. feeling. It's a weird feeling. Like now there's something that's there. But I'm very happy about it because um, it really does help to monetize the amount of speaking that we do throughout the day. You have another show, of course, but this is my own mm-hmm. show. You know what I'm saying? So this is really the only Aww, time I really get to. So yeah, this is my only, this is no. only show that I have. So, yeah. But uh, away from what I do visually, yeah, this is my only, this is my only me show. This is like my only like Marvel Showtime Williams. Everything else is kind of like, you know, directing, editing, or whatever. But um, it's, uh, every, and it's funny because every time we do the show, because like there's a lot of mm-hmm. fun there. But I guess I got to credit you a lot as my co-host because talking to you is always very fun for me. You know, so, yeah. you know, I, I, I got to say that uh, I really do enjoy this time of the day just as well, even though I like to be in 25 Oh, you like me. Time. That is so sweet. That is so sweet. Girl, like I've me. known you for like how many years now? No, I don't like me some Sharifa. I love me some Sharifa. Oh, that so, is so sweet. Okay, I usually yeah, like is. you. Right. I, I usually like you. <laughs> right. But, but I have to tell you, right. I, I kind of felt kind of ganged up right. on on Friday. I felt like all the what? men were just like ganging up on me. They, you know what I mean. I'm like, wait a minute. We we were talking about one thing, and then all of a sudden, you and your little friend, y'all just took the show. Uh, my friend, those, those, you and Bob. I don't know them people. Look, Bob is a cool, Bob, and Bob is a very informative, intelligent man. But he's not my friend. I I didn't I didn't I didn't strategize or strategically plan for Bob to come in and gang up on you. I don't know the man. Okay, I'm just saying it was a lot of men on that call last week, and y'all just took over and took the whole. We were supposed to be discussing being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. being an owner. Yeah. Somehow we mm-hmm. wound up discussing hiring people from Ivy League schools. And that's why today's show is, you know, basically Ivy League education. You know, mm-hmm. is it going to guarantee success, or mm-hmm. does it possibly come with a level of uncertainty? That's really not discussed because that's not the Ivy League brand. And I think one of the mm-hmm. things that we mentioned on Friday was the fact that, and only, I'm not going to just say this across the board, like, you know, from medicine and this and the other, pharmaceuticals, uh, you know, um, surgeons. I'm not saying that at all. I just know that during the time and period when, you know, technology was moving at a certain pace, it seemed like it was outpacing the institutions. You see what I'm saying? So some mm-hmm. of the candidates coming out of these institutions weren't necessarily up to code or qualified with the speed in which technology was moving. But to tell you the truth, and to be honest, 
technology was outpacing pretty much all institutions at the time because people were coming out of school and they're like, hey, we feel late on this technology. You know what I'm saying? Because all of uh-huh. a sudden you had this boost of um, an economy. It was like a gold rush. It was a dot-com rush, and everybody was trying to IPO and get online and do things. And that kind of force, you know, really does outpace a textbook because we were seeing things change on the daily, and you don't have time to run, reprint a textbook, edit this, add that into, like, you know, what the kids are learning. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So as much as I say, oh, yeah, we let go of this kid from that school, this kid from that school, Kids from all kinds of schools were being let go during that period just as well. But I did have to notice some of these kids coming out of Ivy League colleges had, like, you know, twisted looks on their faces like, this ain't supposed to happen to me because I have this tuition from this school, and I can prove it because look at my credit. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I, I really remember during that period, like, you know, people who felt like, what's going on, you know, me being fired or me being even looked upon, looked upon like I might not be able to contribute uh, all the way. You know, kids from, you know, Ivy League schools or, or, or schools of that brand um, were a little bit more confused. Wow. So, okay, that was one time frame. But in 2018, mm-hmm. and I had mm-hmm. to – it was funny. I was having this discussion with someone on Saturday about Ivy League mm-hmm. schools and employment, and, and she mm-hmm. said that she went to the University of Laverne, and she said that, mm-hmm. you know – over time, University of Laverne has been viewed as, you know, a much better school over the years than what it, it used mm-hmm. to be. And I said, okay, mm-hmm. but even with schools that people are taking a look at and saying, okay, this is a really good school, not even necessarily an Ivy League school, but really good schools. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then when you take a look at mm-hmm. Ivy League schools, one of the things mm-hmm. that people don't notice is that your school may be an Ivy League school, but a, a, a person, a potential employer may look at it and say, okay, I can find someone to fill this position at 40000 or 30000 but because they go mm-hmm. to a really good school or because they go to Ivy League school, I doubt if they'll take a 25000 or a 30000 or $40,000 position. That person with the Ivy League education may, you know, demand 70000 or think that even just coming out of college that they're worth a certain amount just because of that Ivy League education, whereas I, mm-hmm. as an employer or the employer, can hire somebody at much less. The other thing about the schools, you know, that I've learned from my hiring um, practices is that mm-hmm. education can only take you so far. What you're, what you're looking at is basically what you learned in a book, what the book told mm-hmm. you it should, it, it should um, say not necessarily, you know, what you have done. So that's why a lot of employers are looking for people who have more experience. They have hands-on because people who just read about it or took a test about it, you know, they might have only been C students to begin with, you know. Mm. They don't really know what needs to be done. But I do see that we do have a caller who who has a question or a comment for today's um, discussion. You feel like taking a call, Marvin, or, or what we want to do? I'm going with whichever direction you're going into. So if you take the call, I'm very happy. I'm taking a call. Good evening, caller. You're on the line with Marvin and Sharifa. Do you have a question or a comment for today's show? Seven oh seven, are you on the line? Seven oh 
I'm sorry, I was hitting my cell phone mute button with my ear because my smartphone is a dumb phone. Sorry. How are you guys doing today, Marvin and Sharifa? We are wonderful. Thank you for calling in. Did you have a, a comment or, or something you'd like um, to this, add to today's show? Going from the college experience, um, you know, it's just, it's not for everybody. But you get into it, and you have fun, and you work hard. That's it. So, I've, you know, I've known a lot of uh, serial college goer, goers, and I've had the four years. I'm more like in the, in the middle. <laughs> so what do you think about Ivy League schools as opposed, you know, in, in, in employment, I guess? You know what? I have some bosses who are managers of, you know, DMVs, and none of them have college experience, but they have practical experience. Like, they, they're they hands-on. And it doesn't make a difference, but with the New Year's, it does make a difference. But when you have all that book knowledge, you, a lot of people do not have common sense. A lot of them do not have common sense. And it's just weird to me because I'm like, you have all this book knowledge, but that's all it is. But you have people every day struggling and striving and working, you know, the supervisor positions, the you know, the court, the telecoordinators. I was a telecoordinator with no college experience. I came in, we lost my branch manager in a month, my assistant branch manager in two months. In two months, I was running the branch at three months with no experience and learning on the fly. So being a, being a, um, I was working with USC I was a travel agent, and I remember this is the one time I remember, like, it just hit me. Like, I booked this girl on a 14-flight plane leg. It was all over the world. She paid over $5,000. She called me the day before she left and said, my passport is going to expire tomorrow. I'm like, uh... I'm like, excuse me? She said, my passport is going to expire tomorrow. She was leaving the day before. And I was like, well, I see you never took a look at your passport to even know when you expire because I look at my passport every day or every other day. I know when I expire. So when I travel, because there are certain countries who, to even get a visa into their country, you have to Damn to get a sex drug test. So for me, you know, I'm just I'm rolling along. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm going to book you on this thing and this ticket. But that she didn't even pay pay attention to when her passport expired. It was like, okay. I mean, okay. but would you can you I, I, necessarily lump that into? 
you know, a category as far as education as a maybe she it was an oversight. Maybe she just that was, that was you know my, forgot. That was my question. She was educated. Don't get me wrong, but she was spoiled. And I think, you know, with some parents, I you know, and I'm sorry, this last couple of weeks, I've been dealing with a whole lot of parents and common sense and street smarts. And I, I just want to shout out, you know, this parenting class I, I've taken called Love and Logic. And they allow you to educate your children and make them feel like they're making all the, the decisions. But one of those one of their biggest things was common sense. And I have three boys. I look at them and I go, oh, my God, you guys don't have common sense. Like, oh, my God, like, some of this is just what you should know already. And that's common. And it's not so common. And so it hurts my feelings because I really feel like if I tell you two, two or three times, how if I tell you, look, this is the way you wash your clothes. The first time I do it for you. The second time it's a group effort. The third time is you by yourself. But you just can't seem to get it. And, it, you know, I thought common sense was really just common, and it's really not. So would you hire, would you prefer to hire someone with uh, Ivy League education or someone I won't. I won't say with common sense because that's too easy. That's like a scenario we always give to people, you know. Because obviously we go, you know, be like, oh yeah, the common sense really matters. But if you were going to hire somebody, do you give any consideration to, um, you know, the college they attended? You know, if somebody went to the University of Laverne versus somebody who went to Harvard, I mean, as an employer, would that matter to you? No, and you know what? Sad to say that if I had a candidate, if I had two candidates, and one went to Harvard and one went to Laverne, I probably would hire the one that went to Harvard just off GP. But if I started looking into their responses, the way they handle situations, because a Harvard person doesn't mean you can go outside the box. Because that person from LeBron University who didn't graduate, you know, who was just paying her tuition because she ran all the money, she may have an idea that works that's outside the box versus this dude at MIT who's just like, I'm going straight towards the lines. So it's a very hard thing. It's a very hard thing. Like, I do not, like, our, our, I just, it's just so many factors that are involved. Because there are some kids, some college students like Jimmy Daniel, who has college student, well, no, he has college experience, but he also has common sense. You feel me? Because that's where his parents were coming from. Versus little Angela coming out straight out of fucking, you know, college. Who has no experience? I'm sorry, I did curse, but we don't, we don't. Okay, whatever. I'm sorry. I, I heard, I heard a curse word or two in there. I'm just, I'm just. I, I know that's why. I, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to cut you off. No, I'm sorry. I apologize because I've seen. We accept your apology. Spoiled, 
I've seen spoiled college kids who they're like, Dad, fix this problem. And I've had quote unquote what is this TJ? Can you just listen? Because my children are bothering me right now. My How do children bother you in the middle of my hands? My son came into this room. I'm sitting in the dark talking to you guys. He placed an an advertisement in my hand. <laughs> like he put it, like he curled my fingers around it. <laughs> He's like, look at this. And I'm sorry to curse, but I look at some of the students who are independent who have to struggle every day. They come from the head. They, they're putting their facets in under their social. And then you have the kids who are living off their parents who are, you know, just like, teach it Like, literally, if you don't look at your passport and see that it expires in two months, and you're calling me the day before and say, hey, you know, daddy can fix it. Like, yeah, he can for like 14 I mean, you booked $10,000 worth of just legs. And then your dad has to come change everything and pay for everything because you didn't have the common sense to just look at your passport and go, I'm going to expire in a year. That's common sense. College has nothing to do with it. We have a lot of college-bound students, a lot of college students who do not have that common sense. <coughs> what do you think about that, Marvin? I think the point is made and it's very clear that, you know, uh, she believes, and it's true, that a lot of college students don't have common sense. They, uh, I've, I've come across um, that uh, definitely. And, you know, and one thing that I also want to hit on in terms of, like, you know, college is, like, you know, when kids go there for the college experience, but not more than just the college experience, to really try to network and network with, you know, um, people, kids, families, you know, folks who, like, you know, when they graduate, they can kind of give them the upper hand or give them that consideration to move into jobs, um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of, the, a lot of times, you know, um, when when I look at even a couple of my friends who graduated like all kinds of institutions, you know, that's how some of them move forward. They were able to move forward through like you know whether they're fra- uh, guys or girls through their frats, through their sororities, through their friendships, through the networking they're supposed to do in college. But on the flip side of it, I've also seen kids definitely come out um, with with no common sense, no street smarts, no way to pretty much get around in the world. They do feel entitled. Uh, I've dealt with people personally to where I couldn't even work with them because they felt entitled from their degree, uh, and, 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 and they just knew they were supposed to have the job or they knew they were supposed to be in a superior level. And there's one thing that comes that, that the kids coming out of college have to realize is that, you know, a lot of times you're going to have to start with your feet on the ground and then move up. Uh, the great success stories do that. Um, and some of them, sadly, they feel like because they 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 went those four years, those four rounds, that things are supposed to be handed to them, and they and they learn very quickly that's just not going to be the case. Mm. 
words to live by. So if you are listening to the show on your computer and you like to join the conversation, feel free. Give us a call, 646-564-9989. Again, that number is 646-564-9989. If you're listening to the show on your phone and you like to join the conversation with a question or a comment, please feel free to press 1. We still have our caller on the line. We are going to stop for a brief commercial break, and then we will be right back. Are you looking for a unique way to advertise for free? Why not add your business name to the growing business directory at AskSharifa.com? It's absolutely free, and you can benefit from being part of the Ask Sharifa network. That's AskSharifa.com. Where else can you get free advertising for your business, increase website traffic, and generate more leads fast and easy? Don't wait. Space is limited to a first-come basis. Visit AskSharifa.com today and get listed now. When you need an expert plumber, you need JordansRooter.com. Get free estimates, 24-hour service, special discounts for seniors and veterans. That's JordansRooter.com. Have a home repair or some remodeling you need done? No problem. We can handle all that, too. Give us a call today at 800-300-0358. At JordansRooter, we take pride in our work and always make sure to get the job done right the first time. That's JordansRooter.com. We want to be your Mr. Fix-It. Are you looking for an amazing business opportunity? Visit AskSharifa.com. Get the financial freedom you deserve. Partner with doTERRA and change lives as well as create your very own business. That's AskSharifa.com. Get products that sell and that people love using every day. Give us a call at 562-822-0965 or visit us online at AskSharifa.com. Are you ready for your financial freedom? If you are just now tuning in to the Breakdown Radio Show, we are discussing Ivy League education. Is it guaranteed success or uncertainty? That's the topic of today's discussion. Marvin, what are you doing over there? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I hear, I, hear, I hear some rattling, some, some talking, some something going on over there. I'm listening to my cell phone as it makes interesting sounds and noises. Yes, we are. So, again, mm-hmm. we are discussing that Ivy League education. So is it a certain a, a guaranteed success? Do you feel like it's, it's a guaranteed success if you have an Ivy League education? If you're asking me, you know what my answer mm-hmm. is. But at the same time, this is what I think, you know, people need to understand about Ivy League education. And Ivy League education is kind of like when kids send – um, their kids to like you know top notch high schools, uh, middle schools, uh, you mm-hmm. know schools where the the the, the tuition is thirty thousand dollars a year. They know mm-hmm. very well that they can send their kid to like you know top public school at a zero dollar cost, right? But mm-hmm. they're sending mm-hmm. those kids to that school with say the thirty thousand dollar tuition because other kids around them also are paying that thirty thousand dollar tuition, and they look at them like these kids. And their parents and their families are on pretty much the same plateau and platform to where when, as these kids grow up, they're going to have these relationships and associates that help them pretty much stay within that same standard and that plateau and make some money. We all know that 
that, that when it comes to finances, just like in any business, it's about who you know, whether you know your customers and they're giving you money, where you know, whether you know an angel investor who's going to drop money on you to start that idea, whether you know venture capitalists, it's all about who you know. So networking early is critical. And that's pretty much what I think a lot of parents actually buy into when they're sending their kids to an Ivy League school is the networking of where their kids are going to go to a school with individuals who they believe and perceive are in the upper echelon. The only problem is I think when the kids graduate, we all know that all the kids can't graduate, you know, valedictorian. All the kids can't graduate, number one. And all these kids are like little ducks. They go into society thinking, you know, wearing their shirts on their sleeve. I mean, wearing, wearing these stripes on their sleeve saying, hey, I went to Harvard. You know, I went to Columbia. I went to here. I went to there. And I've met kids, you know, Carnegie Mellon, this and the other, Wharton grads, and they come out like doors are supposed to open. And I do believe that America, the, the, from the industrialized America, the way that it was set up previously, that when you went to certain schools, it pretty much almost did guarantee that you're going to you know, kind of go into certain facets of society. And that's only because information was monopolized. There was no Internet. There was no this. So if you went to, if you went to a, an Ivy League school, you, had, you, you got your hands, you got a chance to touch certain types of information that, you know, weren't readily available to everyone. But now, you know, I, I was able to go through the Harvard Tech simply by accessing, I believe, you know, some of the um, online um, um, online bookstores, you know, not necessarily like, you know, Harvard certified or this and the other, but, you know, I was able to get my hands on some interesting reading just through, you know, typing some keywords into, 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 the, into the Internet. And nowadays, with the robust amount of information that we have, there's so much stuff that's readily avail- available for you to be able to move forward, create um, a company, create, create, create levels of entrepreneurship, that just weren't there before you before you before you know forty years ago you couldn't go online and try to access like you know um, um, a business loan a personal loan this and the other things that you know banks and all all that kind of stuff compete for now the same thing with information and the same thing with guidance and training you know back in the day you couldn't just sit at home and get trained on whatever you wanted to get trained on now it's pretty it's pretty plausible that whatever you dream up, you can kind of begin to dig into through any of these amazing search engines and find some information to set you on your path. Back in the day, you needed guidance, a mentor, some kind of relationship to get you on your way. We're in like new uncharted territory. Um, and I think also that uncharted territory makes it very interesting when these kids come out into the real world from college because they're also in uncharted territory and they're in like a brand new forest and a brand new woods, you know, with, with some brand new big bad wolves too. Yeah. Like what I look at really is more of the educate, like the experience. That's what I look for. I mean, because I'm speaking strictly from an employer employee perspective. And as the employer, what I want to know that you have more than anything else is that you have some kind of hands on experience. I don't have the time nor the inclination to train people and teach people how to do every aspect of their job. Now I can teach you how we do it, you know, our way of doing it. But a a person Mm -hmm. needs to know, you know, whatever it is their job is. You know, if if they're hired as an accountant, I don't want to teach somebody accounting. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to teach them our system of accounting or, you know, their logins or what they need to do. But if, if they're an accountant, they should be able to do accounting for any company. You know, that goes for just about any other um, department, you know, marketing, um, sales. You should be able to know how to do your job, public relations, whatever it is. I want. Mm-hmm. I don't want to teach them. You know, I don't necessarily want to do an on-the-job training. I want people to come in educated, experienced, and ready to do their job. I mean, that was 
one of the benefits, even though it was one of the Mm -hmm. downsides of so many people being unemployed. But one of the benefits Mm -hmm. is that, you know, there's somebody available who can come in hungry, ready to do their job. Oh, yeah. When the job market is jacked up, you know, you're getting – you're getting your hands on all kinds of stuff that you normally wouldn't get your hands on when the economy is booming. You know, that's very, very true. Um, I think, you know, we saw a lot of that in, in the tech sector when the tech sector was booming, everybody was just trying to grab anybody coming out of school and they're figuring out this one knew this and this one knew that, you know, programming and dealing with computers, computers are very, as you already know, because you know, you've got a tech mind as well. Computers are very binary, very black and white, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Very right, right and wrong. If you don't up- upload it the right way, it doesn't work. If you leave something right. out in times within code, it, it crashes, right? So when you have kids coming out saying they're, you know, he's Mr. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg or Mr. Bill Gates coming out of college, and you're like, okay, let's try to put you to the test. You know, then it's a kid versus a computer, and that computer isn't acting right. You're like, no, somewhere around the way you were getting drunk and paying somebody else to do your homework, you know? And you right, see that fairly exactly. quickly. And, and I agree with you a thousand percent to where you want to hire somebody who can put the boots on the ground, get into work, you know, load up some software or, or type their log into their computer and get busy versus somebody all of a sudden is going to get very theoretical with you. You know what I'm saying? You know, the qualitative person, the, 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 right. overly, the, overly, the person who's thinking about every kind of philosophy versus doing any work. Because we know those too. They'll walk right in, sit in the boardroom and begin to philosophize everything, you know, and won't do nothing, you know. So... Uh, you know, there's practical information. There's what they call qualitative versus quantitative. And I've definitely um, been abreast of that to where you want people who can quantify what they know versus all of a sudden trying to give you theoretical re- representations of how it should work. And then even you and the client is over there scratching your head like, what did he just say? Uh, right. Okay. We'll, we'll try that yeah, but uh, next time. Well, but with me, I, I wouldn't be over there trying to figure out what he just said. I, I know what he just said meant he's not about to do any work. That's what that said. That's what happened. No, very true. He about to tell me. He about to tell me his theory on why his idea. But okay. But I'm a sidebar for a minute. You know, mm-hmm. the Ivy League schools are not my biggest concern. Let me tell you what my concern is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I'm concerned about is all of these homeschooled students. Like to me, I want to see what mm-hmm. that does to the world because it's not the the education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine, her son, mm-hmm. he was homeschooled mm-hmm. basically all of his life. Very mm-hmm. ed- uh, very intelligent, wonderful mm-hmm. kid. He mm-hmm. was so smart that he wound up being the valedictorian mm-hmm. for the school. So when he went to do his graduation speech, he walked up to the stage got to the stage, looked out in front of all the people, because even at home schools, they have the group, you know, high school graduation, and people just come for the, the graduation. So it's, you know, hundreds of people. He He's the valedictorian. Mm-hmm. He looks out at the audience, bursts into tears, and literally runs off the stage. And I'm like, mm. okay. He may be, you know, because everybody's, that's like everyone's argument now. They're like, oh, you know, they get the same education, being that I'm their parent. I can make sure they, they are getting the education. They're, um, I can make sure they do their work. I sit with him and make sure I go over everything. And, and my question is, but where is your social, where, where do you get your social skills from? And people tend to deny mm-hmm. you know, the importance of social skills. But these are the mm-hmm. employees that sit in that little cubicle by themselves 
refuse to speak to anybody, can't socialize with anybody, can't hold a conversation with anybody because they're not mm-hmm. interacting with other people. You know, and that's mm-hmm. how learn, you know, a lot of things about life through school, through, you know, either we were in the popular clique or we weren't, but whatever it was, we learned how to interact. You know what I mean? That's what I remember as a child when the teachers and even parents would say, go play with the other kids, you know, and you play mm-hmm. with them. You figured out who you could play with. You knew who would share their toys. You knew who had all the cool toys. You know what I mean? You knew who never mm-hmm. had toys. But then you go mm-hmm. from, to me, from this aspect of learning everything at home by yourself, and now you're being thrown and thrust into the workforce. So that's like been one of my thoughts and my concerns about the where we're going with the whole education process. No, I agree with you a thousand million uh, trillion times. I mean, the minute you bring in a social aspect and you get people who are basically, you know, social recluses or you know, they can't really deal with that kind of interaction. You know, school's supposed to be all-encompassing, training you on how to get into society um, and be able to function. And, you know, certain types of, like, you know, uh, certain, certain in certain ways, there's always a way to look at certain metrics and say, hey, homeschooling is better for you this way and that way. Um, just like, you know, in certain types of education, I mean, Ivy League versus not. I know one thing in terms of, where Ivy Leagues like to be consistent is, is where they like to say their students are in terms of, like, the median or the average pay, you know, for Ivy League. Mm-hmm. They like to say, you know, our kids normally make X amount of dollars more than the regular schools, and that's the attractiveness. But I don't know necessarily if it's because of talent versus just, like, you know, a buddy system, you know, mm-hmm. um, for, you know, certain, you know, basically, you know, kids from SC looking out from kids from SC, kids from Columbia looking out from, you know, their compadres, and that's, that happens all the time. It's very easy say, hey, you know, I went to Wharton, and then here's a Wharton grad, Wharton alumni, right, and they take care of their own, you know. So is it necessarily um, talent, or is it groups of individuals from certain schools saying, hey, you know, these people have been hazed through our institutional program, and, you know, we're going to let them in simply because they went through that school, and we're going to give them that type of a salary. It's not until I think you get into, you know, the, the small businesses, you know, the businesses that you and I have definitely consulted and helped to where they're not necessarily going to pay those inflated um, um, salaries. They just want somebody to come in and work, whether they're from Harvard or from a community college, you know what I'm saying? And they have X amount of dollars to spend on this talent. And during hard times, you know, you'll see the Ivy Leaguer show up saying, hey, I need to pay on these student loans or I need to pay on this and that. They show up and then you kind of scratch your head like, well, what did you learn exactly? Because you're getting outpaced by this guy who went to SMC. I've seen that happen too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm and it's just those things it's happen. Real. But I, but I also, mm-hmm. you know, my my thing with school and mm-hmm. or what I believe. Let me just tell you my thoughts and my beliefs is that mm-hmm. a lot of it people are looking at just your stick-to-itiveness, just simply your ability to stick to, you know, to whatever mm-hmm. it is that you're doing. So when you say, okay, well, this person went to Harvard. And their friend went to Harvard, and because we're buddy buddy, mm-hmm. that friend mm-hmm. is going to help them, you know, through life. But the fact mm-hmm. that they completed Harvard, the fact that they mm-hmm. achieved their degree, that's not easy right. to do. Not in an Ivy League school. I mean, to go through the whole process, you know. So you I know, I'm you. one of those people that I believe in helping friends and you know getting people in and family members. I've done that, you know 
I've gotten, you know, so many friends into some of the companies that I work with. And it wasn't because mm-hmm. of, you know, just the friendship, but you want to help the people in your circle. You know what I mean? Right. I, at least I do. Mm-hmm. If I have a job opening, I'm going to see if I can hire a family member or if I can, I can mm-hmm. hire a friend before I hire somebody off the street. That's just right. that's just who I am because I want to help my network. I want to help the people around me. The other thing is if I can vouch for somebody, I know that person. I know, you know, if they're going to be responsible. I know if they're going to show up on time. I know if they're flaky. To a certain extent, I know what I'm getting into. You know what I mean? Even mm-hmm. if I've never worked with that person before, I have a pretty good idea of their character, you know, as right. opposed, you know, if I went to Harvard, I know what type of people a Harvard person is going to be. I already kind of have that mm-hmm. idea, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of – I would be one of those people that be like, hey, he went to my, my college, he, you coming on in, because I know what it takes to get through. Right, right. So I'd and, and probably I be the you. ones opening the door for them. <laughs> right, and you'd be like, this, this is not, not even a question – especially at the same time if you know who they are and they're your people and, you know, you've seen them perform. And that's another hard thing, too. Like, you know, when you, you're around um, people or kids who are like a few years your senior and they've seen you in college, you built up that rapport, they, they've actually seen uh, how you perform, and then all of a sudden they're looking for a job versus an absolute newcomer, you know, mm-hmm. with, 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 with similar skills. Naturally, you choose your own. I mean, even, you know, we do it in entertainment. You know, if I'm over here getting ready to produce a project and then, you know, I have a person who maybe worked with me on this other project, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I know them. I, they, you know, they're, they're from the, the same show. We just came off the same show. You know, we went through right. these things together. And then you're like, no, I'm, I'm going to bring over my buddy who was on, you know, 24 or, you know, or the blacklist with me. You know what I'm saying? Because we've rocked together and, we, and, and, and we've, we, we've weathered that storm together. Even if, I mean, I hate to say it, even if they're like, you know, if, if, even if they're slightly not as qualified as the next guy because you never know what you're getting into, as long as they can do the job and perform, we're ready to rock and roll. We might have talks on the side and say, hey, let's step your game up over here. But nine times out of ten, I'm probably still going to um, rock with the guy. Now, if you're really extremely, you know, um, you know if, 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 if the newcomer is like really that much more talented than you are, I, I've, I've also seen that happen too to her. I mean, I've been out people on jobs like that to where I'm the newcomer. But at the same time, you know, I worked that much harder, and the work also shows, and then producers are kind of like, hey, we'd rather go with this work versus that work. But you know for a fact they were leading on going with their boys matter, or their, or their friends or their partners, and, and, and you can see it pains them to actually go in a different direction. You know, it's kind of like, uh, how am I going to explain this, you know? Right. Um, it's, you know, it's kind of like even the workforce, too, when you look at people trying to move up and then, you know, people want to just give, like, automatic seniority to the people who have been there the longest, you know, this and the other. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's the same kind of psychology in and out. You know, I just know that, you know, from how Ivy League schools are structured and the information and the monopolies that they've, um, they've built around themselves, or they, what they forged, you know, you can see why the economics of it are. You kind of go through a school like that and you go to higher paying jobs than any other because, you know, that's where, like, kind of, like, the, the, those types of jobs and family structures are. Um, mm-hmm. But then again, we have this thing called, you know, technology, and that's how we have, you know, these, uh, these other types of businesses pop up to where they can, they can kind of disrupt the monopoly, if you will, and, and create, you know, their own economies and, and, and create their own financing. I look at it, I mean, I hate to say it, you know, when we begin to look at, um, you know, cryptocurrencies and, and things that kind of go against and they disrupt, 
and they can make money, they can crash, they can do all their own things, but they're definitely disruptive. They don't go with the norm, you know. They're they're coming out of like you know the left field, you know. So it's uh it's pretty interesting. That's all I can say. It definitely is. It definitely is. You know, I just want people to not only get the education, but focus on getting the hands-on experience. I think people who mm-hmm. have hands-on experience and an education, those are the people who are going to be successful at the end of the day. You know, people, mm-hmm. and I think I discussed this on Friday's show. That was my main, you know, I think resounding or repeating comment mm-hmm. is take some classes, mm-hmm. take some classes, take some classes. Okay, well, while you're in school, you know, do some internships, do some internships, do some internships, you know, or get a part-time right. job. It's not, you know, even if, you know, you have the money or the scholarships or your parents are covering all your bills, you want to be able to get a job. And the one thing that an employer is going to want is someone who has experience. You know, have, an ex- mm-hmm. have experience um, in the workforce. We had, mm-hmm. I had a, um, I had a, this is like kind of funny, one of the things that happened to me um, this week or today, mm-hmm. we had an intern mm-hmm. come in and the mm-hmm. the post and the internship opportunity explained the whole opportunity. It, it explained that this was an unpaid, inter, unpaid internship and that they were going to mm-hmm. get experience in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. They're going to receive uh, experience in production or in broadcasting or marketing or editing depending on where they saw themselves going. So they have, this person today mm-hmm. applied for the they applied for the position. So they started today. This is the intern. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. intern comes in, we teach we're teaching them, we're talking to them, we're getting them all acclimated to the company. And one of his first questions was, Does you know, I just wanted to know, you know, when do I start getting paid? And when he made that statement today, it just mm. got real quiet. Quiet. It was like you, you can mm. just almost hear the word kind of out loud. It was just like awkward, you know what I mean? He, he mm-hmm. wanted to know about direct mm-hmm. deposit and everything else. Mm. And just based on the conversation, it made me feel like, oh, this guy, he's not going to be around long. He's not going to be here long. And that he doesn't have a clue. You know, you're an intern, mm-hmm. and your biggest concern is, you know, when you're going to get paid. And And my whole thing was, you know, he knew the rules of the game when he took it. He knew it was an unpaid internship. It wasn't like it was something that was hidden or, you know, he didn't see or wasn't revealed to him. But mm-hmm. if if he, if he had a little bit more education, a little bit more common sense, because that's why he took the internship, because he had no experience. He had been trying to get a job. Mm-hmm. No one would hire mm-hmm. him because he had absolutely no experience. Well, at least this is the story that he told us. But I'm beginning right. to think that it had more to do it had it might have had less to do with his experience and maybe what he thought he was worth. Because who starts an internship on a Monday and and starts the conversation off with, Okay, you know, I'm gonna be here, get some experience, but when do I get paid? Like, no, mm-hmm. you, there's no payday. There's you know, maybe one day hypothetically, possibly we might consider hiring you if you do a wonderful job doing your internship, but there's no guarantees. There's no promises. And the fact that you even verbalize that your concern is on the financial aspect, that doesn't sit too well with the company. It just doesn't. 
because that tells us that you may not necessarily be focused on the work or learning because it's a learning environment. Your focus is, okay, when is payday? When do I get some money? Mm-hmm. No, I think, okay. I think, um, you know, funny part about it is it, it goes there as well. It, it naturally, that's a discussion too, because I mean, the minute you go there and we talk about interns and, we talk about other levels. I mean, all of this stuff is for, like, you know, trying to have live a certain life and get paid a certain amount of money, um, mm-hmm. you know, have a certain amount of time. That's why everybody does what they do. So it's funny, like, you know, whether it's an intern trying to, like, you know, get some kind of goodwill for working for a company for, like, you know, whether it's, like, you know, a low pay, you know, or no pay, um, just trying to get the leg up. When it's somebody trying to finish, you know, go through Harvard and get the leg up that way, everybody's trying to get this leg up to, 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 to get to where they want to go in, in society and a lot of times, you know, it's the it's 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 the hungrier, it's the um, self motivated, it's the people who 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 be disciplined and sacrifice and make the moves to get to to you know who who get that leg up, um, you know. So it's you know, and like a, like a lot of our discussions, they open up what I call Pandora's box in terms of other discussions and other ways the conversation can go. But I think the intern point is a very valid and good point as well. And I'm not saying that there – okay, I don't want anyone to get me wrong. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with asking for compensation, but to me it just was a, a little bit like even if, if there was some type of payment for that internship. It's just like if I offer you a position, we have a whole interview prior to you starting, you know, and I say, mm-hmm. okay, you know what, I'm going to pay – this job pays $20 an hour. And you're like, $20 an hour? Okay, I'll take it. You take the position on Friday. You accept the position on Friday. You start work on Monday, and you come in, and you say, okay, thank you. I'm so glad to have this job. But I just had a question. And you're like, okay, yes. What's your question? Well, my question is, when do I get a raise? You know, and it's like, um, it's not that it's a bad well, question. It just, I mean, right. it could have been a, you know, it just, to me, it's just like a question that shows what you're focused on. You know, you just started. It's your first day. You know, usually if those things are discussed in in an interview. Yeah, we live in that instant society where people just want to get going and going. And normally you want to discuss that with human resources or in your interview. But people wait for those moments. And we're in that instant society to where, oh, I popped up as an intern, now I want to be Diddy, and then I want to go create bad boy. Right. You know. Um, no, I, I mean, I definitely do. I definitely do. So I didn't have a, it's just, I like to know, you know, where a person's mind is, what what they're mm-hmm. thinking about, what their focus is, because that tells me how to position them. It tells me which direction to go with them. Should I, is this a person that I feel is going to be here for the long haul? That's really what I try to figure out when hiring anyone is, are they going to, whether it's an internship or a paid position, it's all the same. Are they somebody who is committed for the long haul? Or they're just someone here who's temporary, he just needs a quick, you know, to gain experience or make a quick buck, and then after that this person is going to be gone. And what people as employees don't necessarily understand is that often opportunities can last longer or they can grow or you can grow with the company or you can move up in the company. But sometimes employees, you know, employers do as well. You know, we they get rid of people. But employees also 
you know, can mess up opportunities because they're not focused on the long haul or doing, you know, the best job that they can do. I've always been one of those people in any situation where it's like, okay, if I'm not happy, I'm just going to, you know, move on. I'm going to find something else. I'm going to do something else as opposed to being an employee who just stays with a company and just complains and complains and complains and complains and hates every aspect of their job. You know, I don't agree with that. It makes it a very difficult place to work, you know, a a work environment that nobody really wants to be in. I think if you make an agreement, you know, because I I work with companies who owe me money, you know, and people have told me what the solution is. They're like, the only solution is what you got to do is you got to make them sign a contract. Never go into it without a contract. If you'd have had a contract, then they'd never owe you. And I'm like, okay, but the contract is only as good as the ethics of the person who signed the contract. You know, if they're an unethical mm-hmm. person, they're an unethical person. Signing a contract is not going to make them an ethical person. It's just not. You know, right. and I would rather right. be be confident and, and know that I can work with someone versus already believing that somebody is a certain way. So in order to force them to be ethical and to force them to do right by me, I need to force them to sign this contract. You know, right. I, I tend I tend to not be one of those people that operates under that. I just kind of feel like, okay, you know, work with people, work with companies, try to build companies, because that's really what I've done. You know, I was the first employee at Perks.com, the first employee at AlmostGolf.com. You know, I've, I've my background really is in startup companies, and I go into those startup companies. Mm-hmm. I try to help those companies. I try to build those companies. And, and get whatever I can get, whatever I can learn from that situation, and then take that information, take that experience, take that knowledge. You know, I got laid off so many times, but over, over what happened over time is people will look at my resume and they say, Sharifa, you have the resume of an engineer, you know, because I have so, a, such a diverse skill set, you know, mm-hmm. but I can always find work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear you, but also at the same time, you're a trooper. And I think one of the things that any 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 candidate, intern, Ivy League grad, you know, um, college dropout, is to always continuously uh, stay motivated to keep learning and to continuously have a desire to do a great job, whether you're as an entrepreneur or working for someone. And have certain, like you know, um, certain common denominators. Have certain skills or beliefs that can help you always push forward. Because we all know that once you come out of college, or once you start your first business, or once you start your first endeavor, you can't stop there. You must continue to strive and move forward, learn, and get better every day. Absolutely. Well, I think we kind of. Talked about, you know, uh, from the talking point of Ivy League schools and, you know, are they a guarantee of sorts or are they uncertain at times? I think it comes down to one point I think you made earlier or I think you have made it last week. It comes down to the individual and how well they're going to use that resource. Everything comes down to the individual. Well, there it is. I'm happy that I brought that up again. I'm happy you that know, you brought it up as well. 
But the thing about it is, you know, more than anything else, there's not, there are no guarantees in life. There are no guarantees in life. I mean, I, I had, um, spoke yesterday at a, at a Sunday service, and that's one of the things that I talked about. You know, I always tell people, is, I don't know how it sounds to some people, but I am so proud to be an American. You know, I'm proud to be an American. There's how many other places can you be born poor and die rich, you know, or be Very born rich and die poor? You know, here we have the opportunity to be whatever it is that we want to be. And that's why I always tell people right now in 2018, it's a wonderful time to be alive. You know, I don't, I'm so grateful. I thank God that I'm alive now because. You know, before the internet, before all the information, before all the technology, oh, I don't even know how people did it. I mean, not that they knew any better or had any choices, but look at just cell phones. Mm-hmm. You know, people had to go mm-hmm. and travel. They 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 get lost all the time. They didn't even know there was such a thing as GPS. Mm-hmm. You know, they you know there were so many different things that we didn't have years ago, but the one thing or one of the things that we have right now is we have information, we have technology, mm-hmm. you know, so there's no reason or no excuse for someone not to learn anything. It doesn't necessarily right. have to be at a four-year college per se, but continue right. to learn, continue to gain experience. That's how you people are going to be able to maintain themselves, how you're going to be able to take care of yourself by just continuing to learn. Continue to learn, continue to learn. I agree, and I think I share your enthusiasm for the our ability to um, access information the same. You know, this day and era, this day and age um, is amazing in uh, on many different platforms, and you are right. You know, being in a country to where you can, like, literally start off with um, nothing and, and understand which levels you have to conquer and, and be like, you know, a, a great success story or a, a large or a monumental inspiration for people, you know, um, is is definitely something to appreciate and something to count your blessings for. So, you know, I'm echoing what you're saying tonight. I agree. It's not like I don't, but tonight definitely we're, we're, we're in a synergy of, of sorts. I like it when we're, 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 we're at the same time mentally sparring and we're going through things and we're challenging each other and we're exposing new ideas and thought processes. But um, we definitely are on the same accord. It comes down to the individual and you do, and individuals out there listening, you have a wealth of information to take advantage of. Absolutely, absolutely. So we definitely want to thank our caller for calling in on tonight's episode of the Breakdown Radio Show. She has some interesting yet colorful views on mm-hmm. education system, so we want to thank her for calling in. We definitely want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in, all of our listeners tune in on a regular basis, and we definitely appreciate that. We're we're building our little um, group of people who are joining the conversation, so I think that's wonderful. But we will be back tomorrow, 9 p.m., same time, same bat channel. We're going to have another interesting discussion but if you like to be a guest or if you like to advertise on the Breakdown Radio Show, feel free to visit our website at thebreakdownradioshow.com. Until tomorrow, have a wonderful evening. Have a wonderful evening, everybody. <laughs>